0: Welcome back to the native <laughs> AZ sports show. Might as well just call it the Diamondback sports show brought to you by Patak and Dalton. We are fired up tonight, Monday, October 9th. The D-backs are one win away from going on to the NLCS. We have not talked in a week. We have a lot to fill you in on the Diamondbacks beating the Brewers and now being up 2-0 in the Dodgers. Ben, how are you feeling? Hey, it's exactly like we called it, right? They were coming in. They were going to take two from the Dodgers
1: in Dodger Stadium, blow them out in the first game, four to two in the second game. Well, basically they haven't, they haven't not led in this series, which is crazy. And then Wednesday we're going to be there. And I mean, anything's possible now. You got fought on the mound and I don't know. Maybe we see a 3-0 sweep of the Dodgers on Wednesday and we're there in person. And suddenly a world series doesn't seem that out of the question. It's we're, I, I'm hoping again. I'm, I'm falling for a team again. Here we go.
0: It's just insane. This is just, it's nuts. Like, we didn't think we'd win a playoff series. We looked horrible the last five games of the the regular season. And then you go into Milwaukee and win both games on the road, down by more than two runs. And the only teams that have ever come back down on the road by two runs or more in consecutive games, Ben, hold on to your seat. All of those teams (laughs) have gone on to win the World Series. Holy buckets. Holy buckets. There's been three other teams that have come back on the road down two by more than two runs on the road. This team has heart. This team has resilience. They're the answer backs. And the craziest thing is that the bullpen went from horrible, trash, garbage, embarrassing, a joke. The worst thing in the last three years it's been terrible. To one of the best in baseball to untouched a matter of
1: Untouched, Nick. It's crazy. Another fun fact for you. The last time the Diamondbacks won four postseason games in a row, they won the World Series. But we're talking about it, Nick, because we we have to go all the way back, right, to the Brewers series here. You know, Fox comes in and he barely gets through any amount of time. And the bullpen, it's basically a bullpen game, and they're lights out for over six innings. They come in and they're lights out again in the game two win against Milwaukee. And then we didn't really need him to be lights out. Merrill went the, went a lot of pitches. We were up, clearly going to win that game, but they didn't allow more than uh, just two runs. Um, and then this game, just absolute studs. After Zach Gallen, you just you turned it right over to exactly how you tee it up now. it just You had Ginkle shut him down. You had Sewell shut him down in the ninth. Thompson comes in. He wasn't even, he got let go in August, Nick. He got let go by a playoff team in August. And now the guy's an absolute stud. And you have Saul Frank, who's a rookie, and he gets out of a jam, too, without one run. It's 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 just, it's incredible.
0: It, it's pretty wild that they have four or five guys they can put in there that are pretty damn good. Saul Frank, Thompson, Ginkle, Seawald, and even a couple other guys that they can throw. But now they've got four reliable, great bullpen arms that are just pitching pretty much lights out and, you know, Okay, they gave up one run in, um, you know, four uh, – what is it? Four and two-thirds innings? Or three and yep. two-third inning, right? Uh, three in three game three two three of uh, this Dodgers series. So we want to yeah, give you a Empire recap. Um, we'll just give you a recap of what's happened. The Diamondbacks, as we last spoke, played the Milwaukee Brewers. They won both games um, in Milwaukee. It was a best-of-three series, and now they are on uh, in a best-of-five series against the L.A. Dodgers. It's a 2-2-1 format in the NLDS, which is the divisional round. Uh, two games in Dodger Stadium. They had the home field advantage. Now we go back to Chase Field, hoping to close out on a sweep for two games. Games three and four will be Wednesday and Thursday night, if there is a game four at all. And game five would be um, this weekend. So, you know, it, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Ben and I are going to be there. We're, we can't wait to see all the Diamondbacks fans come out. I'm hoping a lot of Dodgers fans sell their tickets and don't even come, and hope that they've given up. Um, you know, so let's just kind of break down. I guess this this win. I mean, it, it was impressive. You know, the last yeah. two games, uh, first game was a blowout. You know, they just absolutely run away with it, and this game too is a four-two win. The Diamondbacks score three runs in the first inning, jump out to another lead. Um, they get a you know the Dodgers score one in the in the fourth. And then Lourdes Goriel hits a solo home run to give insurance run in the sixth. Dodgers answer back in the bottom of the sixth with the run. And then it was uh, zeros from both teams um, on the way out. But it was a very close game the whole way. I mean, you know, it was very interesting how Dave Roberts managed this game. He went to his best reliever's early he went to Gratterall. he went to like his best guys in the third inning he pulled bobby miller really quickly
1: yeah pulled bobby miller fast but bobby miller clearly didn't have his stuff and and then he also he stuck with kelly for a long time which he doesn't typically do and he just made sure that he was he was managing as if it was a game seven he just didn't stick with his guys at all Nick. and you know watching and listening to Bob Costas, I just hope – I hope he didn't take this loss too hard, Nick. You know? Unbelievable.
0: Terrible. Like That was the most so biased mundane. bullshit. That was the most bullshit, biased, big market. I mean, it terrible. was uh, nauseating to listen nothing. to Bob Costas talk about the Dodgers. Terrible,
1: Nick. He he did not give any background on Diamondbacks players when they came up to bat. Loris Gurriel hits a home run, takes his hat off. He's got purple hair. He's he's teeing it up to talk about him. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't talk about Moreno. Lowler comes in to pinch run. You don't talk about him being one of the top prospects in baseball. All you're doing is talking about the Dodgers and excuse after excuse about how this shouldn't be a five-game series. The rest off is actually really terrible. Uh, and It's just like, okay, maybe you could be a little biased, but We're also watching the game to get information. You're supposed to build this up. I don't want to hear about the socioeconomic impact of the Dodgers in L.A. Uh, You know, I miss Pink Eye Bob from the Olympics. I don't want this Bob. It's terrible. I don't want him on the broadcast on Wednesday. Luckily, I don't have to listen to it. Um, But it's just it's sad state of affairs that we have to deal with at Arizona Sports because it's just consistent. This is right up there with the, the Lakers-Suns. I think it was game five that I heard where the broadcast was just absolutely terrible in 2021. This is probably like right there where it's just total bias. And I don't know. I mean, we're just, we're picking and choosing We're just here, so used we're just to angry. it
0: though. Yeah. We're just we used to it. This is Look all we deal with. We deal with in Arizona when the Cardinals are drafting in the NFL draft or the Suns are drafting. It goes to commercial break. We're used to dealing with you know people thinking the Coyotes are going to move out every single time, and coyote in the hockey doesn't belong in the desert. We're used to just all these slights against Arizona, thinking we're some tumbleweed town in the middle of nowhere, and we're a big city now. We have five million people. We're a big market. It's time to act like we actually exist and that we're actually worthy of it. I mean, he brings up Bob Costas, brings up Corbin Carroll and the first thing he says is Corbin Carroll 105 bat at bats last um year I'm you know basically the most he could be without being a rookie I'm like that's what you're gonna bring up not that he's the, the best rookie in baseball that he's one yes, of the best players in revelation. baseball it's just so it's incredible yeah. and and I Fucking mean ti- I, I'm sorry Galen goes Fucking out tired there Gallon, yeah.
1: you know in that 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 inning before he came out he threw an absolute gem of a pitch to get out of a of a really tough matchup there in in the fourth, in the fifth inning. It was the knuckle curve to Freeman. I didn't hear, I didn't hear Costas really say anything about it. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's upsetting. And I think, you know, even Dodgers fans, like they want to hear about their opponents. You know, we all want to hear about our opponents. And it's, it's a shame that his color commentator didn't do anything to kind of help that situation. And I don't know, it's just, it's another way for the Dimebacks to maybe just, you know, get a chip on their shoulder and, they're already playing this 100-win monster. and Just add a little more to it, Nick.
0: Yeah. Um, the pitcher referencing is, and I'm actually on a really good account on Twitter. It's Rob Friedman, Pitching Ninja. And uh, it was in the fifth inning, bottom of the fifth inning. And he gets Freddie Freeman out. I think bases were loaded, weren't they? Bases yeah, were, they loaded, were loaded. And he, and he throws a fastball up, so Freeman's looking up. And Freeman's one of the best hitters in the game. And his knuckle curve, they broke down the pitch, the spin rate. It started up almost belt high, and it dropped right at the bottom of the zone. And the break is so fast on that pitch that he thought it was going to be high in ball four. And, and Gallon threw a knuckle curve that fell from the top of the zone into the bottom of the zone, uh, which was a ballsy pitch to throw, and that's mm-hmm. why it buckled Freddie Freeman. And Gallon, that was that's playoff. And you're right. Costa should have been like, what a strikeout. The knuckle curve from Zach Gallen. What an ace. And instead, we get this big market fraud that is just so obsessed with the Dodgers wanting to advance. He was giddy like every time anything Gitty. good happened in L.A. Giddy. Never heard him get excited
1: until they had kind of runners on base there in the sixth and had a little bit of a shot there in the eighth. I never heard him get excited the entire game. It was boring. And the, daily, is color commentator, he didn't. He didn't. you know, basically just got- – yeah kind of ignored him nick and would occasionally be like and someone's up in the bullpen it felt like i was listening to like mlb the show on like a video game where you just weren't really getting much and uh, and then of course they're biased yeah
0: ron who was the other announcer it was ron um i forget his last name ron daly Daly. he had a great a lot better of a game he would like cut him off oh my god stop ron darling would cut him off like at times but you know, let's let's break down this game. Um, you know, they score three in the first um, inning, which was so huge. Um, you know, RBIs by Gabby Moreno, Christian Walker, Lourdes Gurriel. Uh, they hit, you know, got some guys in, moved guys over. You know, ground out, sack fly, things like that in the first inning. It all counts. So they the fact they scored early is just such a big reason that they came out and punched the Dodgers in the mouth. Gallon was very good um, through most of the game, only gave up one run in. Um, You know, I think he was uh, five and and a third, and it was shocking. Eighty-four pitches. Tory takes him out. I don't, I don't care that we won. I still think that was the wrong move. I know that Gallon was getting, he's getting hit a little bit more, and but to bring in, to bring in Saul Frank, the guy who is, although he's got an incredible, he's not giving up a run. It's just that was a, in my opinion, a really risky move. It worked out. Um, You know, I, I think that's a move. It's just tough on the road, but it it worked out. He brought in Saul Frank, then it was Thompson, then it was Ginkle, and it was Seawald. But you still feel really good when you've got those four guys in the bullpen. And this, you know, the playoffs. Look at the look at the recipe for winning. Two stud aces with days off in between sometimes because you can throw them, you know, on four days' rest. You've got incredible defense, you've got an incredible bullpen, and you've got enough hitting. And as long as the hitting does not disappear. I'm, the only thing I'm worried about is that the hitting there was in game two, there was something to be worried about literally from about the, the second inning on third inning on the, the approach and the swings were horrible. It was a horrible outside of the Lourdes Gurriel hit. We were swinging all over the place and it just felt like the Dodgers were going to come back and the, the pitching s- shut the door and slammed the door. I just want to see better at bats at home.
1: Yeah, well said. And I think they will. I mean, The Dodgers are so good, right? The relievers are fantastic. Their starters are fantastic. They have to start coming around a little bit. And maybe that was their way of the pitchers coming in and starting to shake some things up. I I mean, the expectation that we were just going to go 11 and 0, 11 and 0, and 11 and 0 in three games, it just isn't realistic. But you did start to get a little bit of that feeling like, oh, shoot, like the momentum's turned a little bit. But you get this win, you head home there's definitely some concerns with us about Fot on Wednesday especially after his outing in Milwaukee Um, but suddenly I feel really confident in the bullpen and there's you know we can go with the long arm relievers if he does get in some trouble and I just think this place is going to be rocking it's sold out Nick you know you can't get any tickets on online that are just directly from the team it's all second hand now I hope they do something I'm waiting to see if like let's do a whiteout you know like they used to do back in the day everyone wear the same color let's get some pom-poms just like like, I haven't seen pom-poms in, what, five to ten years? Let's, it better, let's bring those back.
0: It better be rocking. I hope Dodgers fans sell their tickets because they gave up, just like their team gives up every October. What a choke artist team uh, that team is in some ways. Diamondbacks got to win, win one more. They-
1: I'm with you, Nick, and I don't want to hear the – the five game excuse. Yes, I agree. Every game should be seven game series when you play 162 games. But if you're down two zero, like if you're a hundred win team, and let's just say the Diamondbacks go on to win this, like it's five games. You should be good enough to beat the team that. Well, you know we're not even good enough according to Bob Costas yep. to be on paper with these guys. So it shouldn't matter this days off excuse that everyone's given. If you're that good, beat us. I
0: would agree. Yeah, I I think ultimately. I do agree that the five game series is a disadvantage for a lot of these teams. I do think it doesn't help that they have a huge layoff. I will fully admit that it should be seven game series and that it should be the highest seed plays the lowest seed. The Diamondbacks should be playing the Braves. I don't understand why baseball does that. NBA does that. NHL does that. Like the first round of the playoffs, the one seed plays the eight seed and the NFL and you know NBA, but it's not how it is in baseball. Oh well, it is what it is. The Dodgers have choked so many times in the playoffs. There's something mental. There's something mental. I don't know what it is, uh, you know. And it just—it's so great to look at Dodger tears on Twitter and Dodgers fans just so mad every year. This stuff happens. I'm like, yeah, welcome to being an Arizona sports fan. You—you you are not built for this. We have been through hell and and back. You—you you can't handle what it feels like to lose. And they're just, you know, imploding. So all the Dimebacks got to do is win one at home. They got two shots at it to win one at home. You got to win one at home. You do not want to go back to L.A. for a game five, even though you won both games, you know, in L.A. Uh, Brandon Fock going on the mound game three. If there is a game four, it's going to be Merrill Kelly. You got the fans behind you going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. Um, You know, big keys start fast. Take any of the Dodgers fan crowd out of it. Get, you know, loud. I want that crowd to be the X factor. And, you know, I really want to see. A lot more patient at bats from the offense and just really just let it rip, let it explode, get aggressive, move guys over, get the crowd into it with steals, get the crowd into it with just scoring first. And uh, I hope we get the good Brandon Fott game three. I hope we get five innings out of him with one or two runs with a lot of strikeouts.
1: You got to feel good about yourself if that's what you can get. If you get five innings from Fott, you feel like you're in a really good position. The only thing I'm curious too, Nick is is Longoria hurt. You know, he kind of got hit there pretty hard on the hand. You heard it when you were on the television set. And so does someone else start at third? Um, otherwise, I think this lineup stays the exact same. They should, should as it comes in. Uh, hopefully, Longoria is just good enough to go. Hasn't exactly had the plate appearances that you might hope, but he's still a stud out in the field and just that veteran presence. And you called it, Nick. Longoria should be starting every
0: game. And, you know,
1: it's made a little bit of a factor here. So,
0: it has. I, I, I Postseason season experience. Run. Postseason experience. He's played great defense and... I'm calling. I'm calling my shot. Longo's hitting a home run in Game Three or Game Four. It's going to be a pivotal one. There's just something there. He's gonna. He's gonna be the veteran that gets it. I don't know what. I just have a feeling Evan Longoria is going to be one of the guys that gets it. And we're. I'm. I don't know if it's three or four. I'm calling a sweep, but we're getting it done. And there's a pool party happening at Chase Field <laughs> this week, and it ain't the Dodgers. You can get home, go back to LA, take you know. Five hundred thousand of you with you back to you know West LA. Let me and Sierra sell all of your homes. We we are full. <laughs> We're short on water. Man. We're full. We want you out. Go out. Uh, trash. You know, not the best fan base that we've ever experienced. Wednesday is going to be an absolute madhouse. I can't wait. I'm going to lose my voice. I'm going to be screaming beat LA and sweep LA like it's my job. We're all Ben and I are going to be sitting together with a lot of our friends in Section 318, upper level. So if you hear a lot of chants coming from the upper level, that will be us. We uh, we're, we're fired up. Obviously, you know we this is this is unprecedented. Like pinch us, we're we're one went away from the NLCS, the Diamondbacks, who went seven and twenty five in August or seven in July August span, a team that looked dead in the water, and and that's the magic of baseball. Like it's that is it. Nick, we, we said that's it baseball, on this dude. podcast. like that's can, just, How can you not be romantic about baseball?
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. How can you not be romantic about baseball? And we said you never know. If you can get in and you get on a run and you're hot at the right time and you have two pitchers like Kelly and Gallon, you always have a shot. And it's uh, it's beautiful. I mean how can you not be romantic about baseball? We're starting to believe again. I really hope I don't get the letdown that usually ends up coming here, but uh, this just it just feels great right now. I just want to kind of just revel in it. Whenever you beat LA, it always feels awesome. Just because they they just stacked the team. It's not fundamentally one grown, win away, one win we're away, one win away. Ah, it'd be great. And you know that other series looks tight. All of a sudden, Braves came back. They were down big. What were they down four zero today? And uh, they came back in one five four. So it's one one in the Phillies Braves series. Let's say we can take care of it Wednesday. Maybe we give him a little bit more rest. I don't know if we want that, the way we're kind of hot right now. Um, but let's see what happens.
0: It's going to be interesting. That's going to be very tough playing either the Braves or Phillies. will cross that path when it comes to it. The Braves have on paper... The best lineup in a long time. They're murderers row. Their pitching's a little suspect. Their starting pitching, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is not their strength. Um, you know, obviously, we're counting our chickens way closer before we yeah, hatch. There's yeah, there's baseball. There's definitely a way it. the Dodgers can come back in this series. We're not saying it's over. Uh, we have one more hard win to get, um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, the fact we're even talking that we have a very good chance of going to the NLCS is insane. It's insane. Yeah. No one would have it's thought we we're going to the NLCS preseason. Like, yeah. Uh, no. It, it, it's it is pretty a victory cool. to make so, the playoff. Uh, I want a challenge. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. The fact we even made the playoffs. I'm issuing a challenge. To every Diamondbacks fan that goes to the game Wednesday, you better be so loud. Lose your voice. You better be so effing loud, louder than any crowd has been. They deserve the loudest crowd. We can't control me. Dodger fans are there. I think there's going to be less than we think because they're down. o two. I bet some of them sell their tickets now. Right. But, we better be so loud, beat L.A. If I hear one Let's Go Dodgers chant, we have to drown it out. We have to be the home field advantage. We have to be the yeah, home field I, advantage for this team. They deserve a loud crowd and a roaring response coming back home. We deserve to watch a pool party on Wednesday or Thursday. We deserve to watch this shit happen. And We deserve to go on the NLCS. But it, I, it has I to I be Arizona it, sports fans have to be out of control loud. And they will yeah. be, but they got to be loud through the whole game, whether we're up or down. I, and just I think it's important. Challenge.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good challenge, and I think it it's a good challenge. But it's important for the Diamondbacks to get out hot early because it's a lot of people coming back to watch this team, and they're maybe not used to the flow of baseball. They kind of have some expectations of maybe when they should be loud and when they don't. If you get hot early. We won't even be questioning what the fan base sounds like. So it's 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 more important almost in this game than any other game to just come out on top, give your rookie pitcher some run support right away at the beginning, get this crowd into it, and that's how young guys kind of get jived up. So uh yeah, I uh I'm curious. I, I hope they do something, Nick. I was just talking about it. I I'd like like a blackout or a white out. Like let's get everyone on the same page here if we can't.
0: Yes. Yes. It will be, um, it's just going to be, it's going to be amazing that we're, you know, in, um, Oh, man, it's just going to be insane. I'm just reading a funny tweet, uh, you know, making fun of Bob Costas. The series shifts to Phoenix for Game 3 on Wednesday. A city with such sweltering heat, it serves as a reminder that one day the sun will engulf the earth, leading to extinction of all mankind. Ron Darling, I'm surprised no one is up in the bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> that's so just, funny. That's such but a girl. Is
1: that Scott Howard, uh, too? I think I saw that one because he did, he did no, another Scott one. Scott Howard is re-
0: one of the funniest pop. Yeah, yeah he, his name's Adam Scott Adams Howard. Did one that, yeah.
1: that we were sending around Bob Costa's voice. And somehow, someway, these it's, pathetic it's losers awesome. lead That's the mighty just, handsome uh, Los Angeles Dodgers four to two as we enter the eighth inning. Like, <laughs> it's just it's what so you felt good. Like. Yeah, Classic. it's
0: so He's good. He's getting ripped everywhere on, oh, on man, they Oh, man. They won two in LA, Ben. Yeah, they won two a in night. LA. Good night. I mean, good night. it's just insane. And for those. Yeah you know, who did not see um, game one, the Di- the Diamondbacks won um, 11-2. to Merrill Kelly was on the mound. Clayton Kershaw got chased, literally pitched a third of an inning, has 162 ERA, which is ironic. It's 162 is the ERA number because he's good 162 games a year and then falls apart in the playoffs. But I'll be here all night. Uh, Merrill <laughs> Kelly six and uh, one third innings, five strikeouts. The Diamondbacks just went all over him to start. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Tommy Fam had four hits in Game One. Gabby Moreno had the three run nuke to left field. Guriel, Alec Thomas had a homer. Longoria had two RBIs. That I mean, that was the statement game that said we're here, we're not That's scared, everyone. we're going to come into LA, we're going to slay the dragon. Now the Dodgers are not the same juggernaut that they have been on paper in in years past there several starters are out you have gone you have gonsolin is out walker bueller is out urias is out trevor bauer was kicked out because of a domestic violence thing that now is getting probably overturned a lot of their best starting pitching is not on the is not playoff on the playoff roster they lost several good players in the offseason this is not the same insane unbeatable Dodgers team of old but it doesn't matter because they were the two seed and they're still really damn good in the fact that we went into LA and won both games no one pr- could have predicted
1: this. yeah in the first game Nick against one of the greatest pitchers of all time like I don't care what's maybe going regular on season with him. still regular Clayton season Kirkrod. yeah but regular it, season one of the greatest pitchers of all time and I mean, yes, he's a little right. bit of a choke artist in, in, in the postseason. A lot of choke artist. It still is him. Right. Like You know, he's going to be talked about as one of the greats. And you, you came in and you just absolutely tattooed him. One of the things that I don't see, and I know you, they've been down a lot, and you mentioned they aren't like other teams. Where's the passion? Like, they're they have, I haven't seen any of them except for this little dance that they sometimes do at second base where they wave their hands and shake their bums. Um, there's really not a lot of passion coming from any of We've- the pitchers we well, bad we've
0: kicked we kicked their ass in the first inning, both games. We we jumped on them from the beginning. You saw in game two, Gratterall, their their reliever, try to get the crowd pumped up all the time. And mm-hmm. I actually think that was <clears throat> a genius move by Dave Roberts. I actually give Dave Roberts credit. This was game five. They're probably cooked. They're probably going to lose the series. It's probably realistically it's probably over the diamondbacks should win the series they should win one of two in phoenix so he was pitching game two like if we don't win it's over because he's probably right statistically the diamondbacks should win one of the two games at home they or they're winning one of three like there's a very likely chance the, the dodgers aren't coming back i don't disagree with his strategy there even though it was no. very weird the, you know we were up 3-0 you can't give up any more runs. You five, six, seven runs, game's over practically. Right? I, I agree. And, Nate. You know, I yeah.
1: think he honestly. I think Dave Roberts kind of single handedly kept them in the game. He was he managed it fantastically from pulling kind of the yep. right levers and and getting the right single handed um, relievers in there. Just the offense let them down completely. It was just you know two runs is not enough support for these guys. So um, it's disappointing to see that from a Dodgers perspective, but definitely not from a Diamondbacks perspective. So. Um, very, very excited to see what the next steps are here on Wednesday. And with that being said, we will, if we do win on game three here on Wednesday, Tip, uh, first pitch takes place at a little after six o'clock. Um, yep. Plenty of places for you to go see it downtown as well. Let's pack downtown, get a good vibe going down there. Even if you aren't going to the stadium, Let's just let's show them what Arizona sports can be all about. So make sure when you tune in, um, we'll have either a post game analysis that takes place the day after with a native breaking take, or if there's a game four that takes place where it goes as we said to Merrill Kelly, we'll get a little bit of analysis there. So. Uh, thanks for coming in and, and listening to us today. We're super excited. Um, follow us on uh, the Native AZ Sports Show on Instagram. We'll be doing some yes. stuff online during the game where you can get some live reactions from us. And as Nick said, challenge to the crowd. We, we can't wait to hear you going forward. Thanks for tuning in, this everyone, needs- and, and, and we can't yes. wait for Wednesday.
0: Yeah, thank you for tuning in, and thank you so